Well, it seems ever since early 2020 and the arrival of COVID-19 on the scene, that things have been deteriorating in America. So much so. I mean, it divided us from vaccinated from unvaccinated, masked from no masks. And then there are other crises, the southern border, a disaster, illegal immigrants pouring into this country by the thousands. And by the way, no vaccine required for them. And they've been shipped around the country. Many criminals let in, inflation out of control, gas is sky high, education, it seems like they're focusing more on sexual orientation than educating our kids. Racial division, riots, burning and looting, defunding the police, crime surging. Uh, guys, should I go on and on? I mean, uh, what do you see, Brian and Terry? I'm exhausted already just hearing all that, you know? It's I was just... going to say, please stop, yeah. man. Please stop where you're at. But, I you know, know. There's, more. there's more than that. Yeah, it's just a shame. Well, don't panic. We're going to give you some hope. I'm Dan Wheeler. I'm joined by Brian Rowland and Terry Steen. And this is Finish Strong with Fearless Faith. And when we say finish strong, guys, and we look at all the things that are going on, it seems like we are getting close to the last days if we're not in it. What say you, Brian? I say you're exactly right. And America is imploding, and it's imploding within. Uh, Khrushchev said it a number of years ago. I remember as a kid watching him pound his shoe on a, on the lectern at the United Nations saying, we will bury you from within. And it's not just uh, Khrushchev, of course, he's long gone, but um, there's, there's nations around that want us down, and that's what they're doing. They've infiltrated us. We are being buried from within. And I think we're going to be able to cover a lot of that today and show you how we are being buried and how we're taking us apart and destabilizing the United States. Yeah, I don't think we want to, you know, it's something that we don't want to pile on everybody to bring them down. But at the same time, we need to know what's going on and what our options are and what we can do about it. And I think at the end of this podcast, hopefully we as Christians will see and know where our strength comes from and how we can overcome all these things that we're talking about from a Christian standpoint and be able to sleep at night, be able to go on with our day, be able to understand where our true focus and mindset should be. Yeah, I remember in eighth grade reading a book by George Orwell called 1984. You guys remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when you look at the censoring of big tech, and these new terms like disinformation and misinformation, it feels just like that fascism, like we're, we're losing our freedoms. And, and it seems like we've gotten away yeah. from the Christian principles and values that this country was founded upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what always bothers me is, you know, our, our founding fathers came all the way across the ocean and they had all these potential chances for death, etc., but they were willing to face it to come here, start fresh, and create a country that gave us those freedoms, that gave us that ability to worship the God that we worship. And then slowly but surely, and now it feels like it's being accelerated, how those freedoms are being taken away and we're becoming more like the other countries that they left. Yeah, you know, I think when we look at it and the people in America itself and who run America itself, Satan wants to destroy humanity because, you know, we're made in the image of God and he wants to, to destroy us. He wants to destroy humanity, especially us as a Christian nation, as we are still a Christian nation, I believe, but we're falling away from it rapidly. 
but he wants to destroy us. And there's this need for a one world government. That's what everybody keeps talking about. And the leaders, they think they're doing the right thing. They're, they're being deceived and they think they're doing the right thing because you could tell it's like when something is going on and you're going, how in the world can they look at it like this? I mean, can't you just see it? It's plain as day. It's, you know, black and white and they, they don't see it and they think yeah. they're doing right. And I, I, I look at the example of the apostle Paul. Uh, he was having Christians killed, but yet he thought he was serving God hmm. and he, yeah. he was being deceived by it. And I think that's what's happening with a lot of the leaders today in our country. And people were following like lemmings, as we are seeing that happen through the whole COVID process and that. But there's a, there's a lot going on that's just trying to take us down so that you can destabilize. If you can destabilize the powerful countries, then you're, you have a level ground for a one world government and one world currency and for an antichrist. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit later on how this is not just an America problem, but America is you know, it's always been kind of the bastion of freedom and liberty, but there's things going on worldwide, which we're, what we're seeing is a part of. Um, when you look back at the Declaration of Independence, though, our father, founding fathers, they, were, they acknowledged God as the source of all of our rights. The first paragraph says, and I'm sure you guys can quote this from yeah, of course. school, right? When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. And that goes on to say, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with yeah. certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Terry, it seems like we've forgotten, and a lot of people even deny that this country was founded on faith and, and Christian principles and for freedom to worship. Yes, and if you go back, and, and obviously it was laid out, by men that knew and had a relationship with God and understood the Bible. And I feel like the Holy Spirit imparted to them the wisdom that was necessary at that time to create these documents and to create the foundation of our country. And so to see where things have gone now, I mean, if anybody would go back and read the history of our forefathers and look at their individual lives and look at the quotes they've made and how they believed the Bible. They knew the Bible. It was a part of their life. And, and how can that be denied? The history's there. Well, you know, it seems like our faith has eroded as a country. You know, you go into Europe and you see all of these vast cathedrals that are empty. I mean, they're yeah. beautiful uh, structures that they created, but nobody's in there worshiping. And it seems like in America, I know I would often drive through my neighborhood on Sundays on my way to church, and everybody was out, you know, drinking a beer, mowing the lawn, sitting by the pool. And, um, you know, we've got to get back to our faith and to worshiping God. And, you know, interesting you say that, Dan, because I've worked with churches for multiple decades now, and this pandemic the, the mm -hmm. devil has used this pandemic against the church as well because it was real. You know, people couldn't go into the church and they had to wear masks. And, and most the, the average church attendance went down to about 30 percent. And after that time, 
it slowly started coming back. But now that you can go to church as normal, most churches, the average church is only back to 60 to 70 percent. So there's is that right. There's 30 plus percent of people that just faded away or chose to watch online or not be mm-hmm. a part of what we call the church. Wow. You know, what's happened too is that um, many, especially the younger folks, they're, they aren't associating with the church as the church itself because they're, they're getting away from the denomination. They are they're called the nons. You know, they just they'll, they'll either believe or they won't believe, and then they don't know really what they're believing in. But they're getting into that type of a category, and they're not attending church. They're just they're, they're pulling away from it. So it's been hard to get the younger people back in there now that the churches are open again. You know, it, it um, reminds me that because we've done things, I think, at a nation that uh, have really hurt God, hurt his heart, and I, I look at the abortion issue. My goodness, something like 60 million babies. 65. 65 million. My goodness. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Bible talks about in Psalm 139 how God knit us and formed us in the womb. And, you know, the the disrespect for life. And, And everybody talks about women's rights and right to choose. Well, who defends the baby's rights? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you think about it, Margaret... Sanger is the lady that started Planned Parenthood. And her plan was, what she says, is that abortion is just birth control. That's all she looked at it as, just birth control. And when you look at that, and another thing, not just that, but, but the, um, with the COVID that's happened now, I'm just going to, I'm going to go a little sideways here, go a little lateral. The pandemic, of course, uh, took more elderly out than anybody else. I'm going to call it a lab drug uh, that was created or a lab virus because it did definitely affected just more of the elderly than anybody. But to depopulate uh, the world, you have for, for socialism or for one world government, you have to take out people. So you're taking out the elderly right now, people that or some of them that, that had other medical issues that were going to make them weak. Then you take the babies out uh, as aborting them. And you're dropping people out. We had a million people just in America that died from the pandemic. And then you had 65 million babies that have been aborted so far. I mean, that's a chunk of people right there. And then you get that plus what they're planning. They're going to have to take out more to make their system work. And this is what part of destabilizing the U.S. is about. You know, another thing along those lines, Brian, is, and we know we've heard it, But the destroying of the nuclear family, Mm. the destroying of a mom and a dad. And we're seeing every day in the news now how education has all these uh, boards of education have their both hands around the neck Mm -hmm. of our kids and our parents. And they're squeezing. They're trying to eliminate any influence that a parent can have on their own child and take that on themselves. And they're trying to teach sexuality. They're trying to teach homosexuality, transgender, all all the things that we're hearing about. And they want to indoctrinate them in kindergarten and lower. I know. And they want to make the family, any type of family, be normal and not consider a mother and a father in a household the way God set it up and planned. And that just falls right into, Terry, about... Um, how they are trying to destroy us, and how the leadership, they think they're doing good by giving more money out to a single parent, not trying to bring the father back. You know, they're, they're, get, they're rewarding them. And it's like, oh my gosh, how can we do this 
when you're trying to keep a family together because that is the basis for the for our country. I think, like you said, it's to have a mother, father uh, at the head of the family. It's and, the opposite of what we should be doing. And and you're hoping it's not so I, I don't want to be so cynical, but I'm probably wrong because I'm pretty naive that all this is not a master plan. All this is not a strategic plan. Um, I'm just choosing to believe they're very poor decisions. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk know. a little bit later on. I'm going to bring in um, a younger perspective on this. Our producer, John Matarazzo. John, we've been throwing out a lot of problems with America. And Brian and Terry and I are older. We're in our you know late 60s and beyond. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we grew up in, a, I think, a simpler time. And some of these things, like the, the craziness that's going on in education and just the, the southern border and just wanting anyone to be able to vote, um, what is your perspective as a younger man in his late 30s on all of this? What are, what are you seeing? Oh, my goodness. That is a loaded question because there's so many broad things uh, <laughs> in that right now. But, well, but, what strikes I mean, you when we, talk about, about, when we talk about all these problems we're facing? Well, first off, they all bother me just like they do you, you know, so there's no difference with that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a single guy. I do want to have a family in the, in the future. And so that, you know, that does include children. And so for me, one of the things that is a blaring, blaringly obvious thing problem is the education right now and how, um, you know, we're all in Florida and our governor just, uh, signed into law this, this thing that, um, that liberals and the leftists are calling the don't say gay bill. And it's just about parental rights and saying, Hey, we're not going to teach kids uh, things that they shouldn't be taught before their third grade. Right. Right. Um, And so my parents, they decided whenever I was growing up that they were going to homeschool me because they didn't want to have those influences in my life. And it wasn't nearly as bad as it is now back then. So that's something that is, that's forefront in my mind at the moment. But all these things that we've been talking about, definitely affect me. Great insight. Thanks, John. We're going to talk, we've been talking a lot the first half here about all the problems. I want to mention, I know, Brian, you've done some research and um, a lot of people are talking about the World Economic Forum and the UN 2030 Agenda. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, these people, when you read the things they're doing, they sound really good, you know, about world peace and prosperity. They want to ensure all humans can enjoy prosperous, fulfilling lives, free from tyranny and poverty. And the planet, you know, we want to heal the planet. It's so important and and peace. And those things sound good. But my question is, okay, who's going to run this? There's such a a view on globalization and coming together. So who's going to run it, Brian? Who's going to lead it? Well, that's just it. Who is going to lead it? Right now, it's the United Nations that are trying to do this. That by, they want to have all these things in place by 2030. And I think it's every four years that they're doing these conferences where they want to know what, what the nations are doing to reach this goal. But when you look at it and you read it, it's really boring. It's long and it's boring. But when you read it, it, it sounds, it's, yeah, yeah, this sounds good. I, you got you see where they're going, how you want to help all people. But when you look at behind it, it's like uh, they want everybody equal. They want the... Uh, you know, uh, they want to take from the rich, give to the poor type thing, but they want to break things down so that it can go into a, a one world government. They want to uh, actually so everybody has on, on one currency and they're moving towards that. And 
who's going to end up running it's going to be the one that's going to be leader at that time. And that'll be the Antichrist because there's going to be so much turmoil and he's the only one that's going to have solutions that everybody will listen to. But what this is doing, it's, it's breaking down not just America, but every powerful country. And that's what they need to do is destabilize the powerful countries. So we can't yeah. fight back. We could just fall right in line. That has a lot to do with do this and everybody stands in line and does it. You know, yeah. this is, that's well, what's well, happening. People are, so we're becoming that way. People that are just noticing and say, oh, that's not a big deal. Really? Right. There's something right. called the Great Reset. Right. Glenn Beck's been talking about it. I was listening to him today. And the people that are involved, there's 600 world leaders. They are the richest by far. Right. They're billionaires and trillionaires. They're the most politically connected people. The president of China spoke at their last meeting, Xi Ping. I'm not sure I got his name right. Gigantic corporations are behind this. Prime ministers. Uh, this is something to be reckoned with and to take notice of. And they want to work this plan. They say by 2030, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Right. Oh, right. really? Right. They're telling us that. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting that the goals they establish, it's, it's so subtle. And that's the way that the enemy works. But if you listen to the goals in their generality, you go, oh, that's not bad. It's end poverty and hunger. Yeah, we right. want to end poverty and hunger. Realize human rights for all. Yeah, everybody should have human rights. You want gender equality? Yeah. You want to protect the planet and the natural resources? Of course, we all do. So on the surface, those sound like, hey, let's all get behind this. Yep. And, you know, they, they have this term stakeholders, I keep reading. Who are the stakeholders? They're, they're the heads of the corporations. They're the, mm -hmm. the ones invested. So, sure, world peace, world unity, uh, let's all hold hands and sing kumbaya. It's not that simple. And there's going to end up being somebody running it. And they're going to be the wealthy, the very wealthy. And then where are the rest of us going to be? Um, I just don't like the sounds of it. Don't like the well, looks you know, of it. And, and the, the, the five, they call it the five Ps, which is the agenda, uh, the five critical dimensions of the 2030 agenda. And it's people, prosperity, planet, partnership, and peace. So those are the five that they're going after. And then you dive down, you know, do a deep dive into each one. And it comes down to, again, the stabilization, depopulation, things that have to be occur to have this happen. So on the surface, this all can seem pretty scary. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, wow, is this the end times? Uh, is the Lord coming back? Hey, we don't know for sure, but I think it could be soon, sooner than later. Mm -hmm. So what can we do as Christians? How, where is the hope for America? Terry, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it comes back to we as Christians better step up. We better do our job. We better ring the bell. And more importantly, we better pray. Hmm. If the Christians in this country would pray fervently, God tells us to be anxious for nothing but by prayer and thanksgiving. You know, so we have to pray. And in, in Daniel, it tells us that God has the ability to set up kings, remove kings. He can control any U.N. council that there is. And the important thing is us for us is to pray and to not be fearful. Yeah, I think we've got to, you know, elect godly men and women into office, too, and really pay attention to what's going on yeah. politically. But you're right, Terry. You know, I've been praying for revival. And Joel, in the book of Joel, he says uh, that God said he will pour out his spirit on all people 
in the final days. And Brian, that's what I'm praying for, a great revival. And that's going to happen before Christ returns. Definitely. The Bible tells us it's going to happen, and that it is going to. And I agree with you, and I'm praying in that same vein. I'm over in Genesis 50, 20 and 21. It's when Joseph was talking to his brothers. This is right when he was about to die. And that, but he said, you intended to harm me, but God intended to do it for good, to accomplish what is now being done. And I really feel that that's a lot of things that are happening in the world today. Things are being done that aren't good, but they're in, in the long run, it's going to be good for us because this is all in God's plan. It says, so, th- so then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. This is like God talking to us now. He just assured them and spoke kindly to them. And if we listen and take time to pray and listen to the Lord, he will bring us peace. He has it all under control. He knows what is going on because he has set the footprint for this to all happen and take place. Right. I go back to Romans 8, 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, Mm -hmm. to them that are called according to his purpose. If we stay and dwell in that secret place, stay close to the Lord. He's going to protect us, right, Terry? Yeah, it's so interesting you said that because I was just going to read this verse in Psalm 91.1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. If we stay close to God, if we stay in that shadow, we can trust him None of this stuff has to make us fearful. God is working through it all. Right, and I I come back for our nation to 2 Chronicles 7.14, which says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. You know, Brian, the Bible also says there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Like you said, all of these goals, all of these uh, things we've been reading about with the 2030 agenda, they all seem good. But are they centered upon the Lord? Is it God's wisdom? Right. And it's not. That's just it. It's man's wisdom thinking that they can outthink and they can outsmart what's going on in the world. Uh, sure, there may be some shortages here of things. There may be famines. There, there could be... Um, all the things that are going out that they're talking about the big green piece and all that, you know, this is all part of a plan that God has in place, but they think that they can outsmart it and figure it out themselves. But by, by doing that, they're going to destroy everything that they know. Interesting. You said that about the planet. There's so much focus on the planet. Uh, people right. are worshiping the planet more than God. And we're going to talk about that in our next podcast when we talk about the New Age movement. But, um, Brian, would you mind uh, closing us out in prayer today? We're at the end of our time and, and pray that people's eyes would be open to what is God's plan and what is man's plan. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. You know, there's so much that's going on and so much that people are seeing and hearing and, and trying to wrap their arms around. And it's difficult, it's difficult times when we look at it, how the country is being destabilized through drugs and sexual morality and sexual identity and rioting and you know, just training youth in radical concepts, Lord. It, it takes us back, like, how can this actually be happening? And, and how can they depopulize uh, us or depopulate uh, the, uh, America? And it's done like on, on wars on multiple levels and lab-created pandemics, abortion, Big Pharma, I mean, there's so much, Lord, that we're trying to wrap our arms around. We just pray right now, Lord, that we know that you know 
what the big picture is. You know what's happening all around us. You know what's going on in our own minds and hearts and the ones that are worried, the ones that are afraid. You tell us not to be afraid. So I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would just bring peace on them right now. Bring peace upon us. Lord, we always pray that you'll heal our land. And, and we're, as long as we're praying that we know that you're going to heal the land around us, you're going to watch over us personally, Lord. And we, we praise you for that. We thank you for that. And I just pray right now that you would be with everyone listening to this, that you would bless them, give them peace, give them comfort. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. You know, there's, we mentioned so many problems. We didn't even mention the war between Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be praying for those people. But I just want to leave you with this. One of my favorite verses that I've committed to memory. It's always been kind of my rockets. Isaiah 41.10. It says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Go and read that. Isaiah 41.10. God bless you guys, Terry, Brian, John, thank you. And thank you that are listening. We so appreciate it. Please tell your friends and family about Finish Strong by Fearless Faith. God bless, and we'll be with you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.